With the 32nd pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. With the 30th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select T.J. Watt, linebacker, Wisconsin. With the 67th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Alvin Kamara, running back, Tennessee. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to our NFL Draft Series. This episode was brought to you in partnership with the NFLPA. We talked to Danny Pittner. We talked all things Collegiate Bowl, NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, which is an unbelievable event. We also talked about Danny's ability to move from tight end to O-line. Like, if we're talking about the rawest type of draft prospect, we're talking Danny Pittner. This guy was playing tight end in high school, all state, just an animal, and he's still fresh, only a couple years of experience. He's going to get into the league and learn so much. I can't wait for you guys to hear our conversation. Enjoy. Danny, how's it going, man? Going well. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you. We feel like this is like a true football guy. Everything in the research says you're just a football guy. You went from tight end to O-line. You loved the Bears growing up. What what makes you so obsessed with football? Because we are too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's certainly been my passion my whole life. Uh, I'd say my life has kind of just revolved around football. Uh, It's certainly been the center point, but I mean, I just love every aspect of it. You know, I love the relationships you build with teammates. uh, And then, you know, just, the game in itself, um, just having the ability to go out there and play and compete is probably the best part to me. It's just fun. Um, every time I do it, it's fun. I feel you. All right. So let's just hop into like your journey to the NFL. We'll, we'll actually start at the Collegiate Bowl and then we'll actually backtrack to how you became an offensive lineman. But the Collegiate Bowl, and thanks to our friends at the NFLPA, which I'm sure you enjoy them as well because they're super helpful. But uh, Tell us about your experience playing in a bowl game like that. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, the NFLPA did a really good job putting that together. Um, first, I mean, when you're not even talking about football, um, just, you know, the people they bring in um, to talk to us. Because, I mean, right now, you know, our life is so centered around football. Like, that's it in the game itself. Um, so they kind of bring to your attention the, the stuff outside of football that you don't really think about um, until it gets too late. So it, it was good to have that brought up. Um, just guys that experienced that. But then from the football standpoint, I mean, it was awesome. Um, just being able to go out there every single day, you know, and play against great players. Um, you know, you're going from guys that you see on TV and stuff um, from big schools. Uh, you're just out there and it's cool because everyone, you know, is on the same goal. Um, everyone's trying to make it. And so everyone's out there competing. So I mean, I had a great experience. I'm really thankful for having that opportunity. So, so obviously the collegiate bowl, like the NFLPA, that's how, that's how you- me, you and Jack got connected, but, but I mean, before my research, I had never really heard about the collegiate bowl. Um, I'm not sure if many of our listeners have as well. Can you just uh, mm-hmm. explain to explain to the audience what the NFL collegiate bowl is, what types of guys they're bringing there, what kind of stuff you do. And like, obviously it's culminates in one game, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff that goes on. So you just give a little insight into what that whole, how long were you there for a week, two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So I was there for a week. Um, if I remember right, got there Sunday maybe, and you play the next Saturday. So you're there for a week. Um, it's, it's just like a senior bowl, you know, I know there's the three senior bowls, um, which is, it's included in one of those, um, that are kind of the main ones. Um, so it's just a bunch of seniors, um, that all have been scouted out and, um, people have 
pegged us, you know, for a chance to play at the next level. Um, so you, you get the invitation um, during the fall, during your season. Um, then they just bring everyone together. And yeah, so you get there and there's a lot of uh, different meetings and that sort of thing. You get assigned to your team. Um, so you have meetings from a football standpoint where you, you got to learn plays, installs, um, how they want things done. Um, and that was cool because we had like guys that played and coached the NFL that were coaching us. So you're getting the real deal experience. Who are um, those then, guys? Yeah. So my, my team was coached by Hugh Jackson. Oh, wow. Um, who's coached, mm, yeah. Hugh. Known for hard knocks. I actually <laughs> had Bob Wiley with my offensive line coach. No um, way. What's his stomach look like? Yeah. He's see him with a, wait, 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 did you see him he with his shirt off? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the first thing he did was uh, he embraces the hard knocks, uh, the fame. Um, Does he yeah. actually? You kind of have to embrace it at that point. Like, you were a viral gif. Oh, no doubt. You're too old yeah, to understand really what a gif is. Oh, I don't know. But the first thing he did was gave us a, a laminated sheet um, with his quote about stretching and just a bunch <laughs> of pictures of him. So, yeah, he, he was an awesome dude. Uh, he was awesome to learn from. And then, you know, just obviously his personality. That's amazing. That, that's so amazing. Is there like a part of the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl that it feels like they pick the underdog guys? Like you have that mm-hmm. in you. Tariq Cohen played in the game and he's made it in the league. Like is, is that the vibe around the bowl a little? Yeah, certainly there's part of it. I mean, yeah, you know, you got guys that um, played at the big schools and that sort of thing, but I do think they do a better job than any bowl of picking out those guys from the small schools um, that might kind of slip through the cracks, but have a ton of uh, capabilities. Um, and so, yeah, that was cool. You know, we definitely had guys from all different levels. Um, you know, we had a guy on our team that was from a team in Canada. So they really do a good job of being extensive and how they scout and finding, you know, kind of those hidden gem guys. They play football in Canada now? I thought it was just hockey. Yeah. yeah. Basketball too. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians uh, are becoming hip to everything. <laughs> They're taking all our sports. They're taking all All our sports. Well, that's amazing. So let's backtrack, like I said. So you were a tight end, and you were an unbelievable tight end, and Notre Dame kind of passed on you, and then you end up transferring to offensive line. In in a quick 60 seconds, just talk about that experience of being incredible in high school at tight end, getting kind of overlooked by Notre Dame, and then ending up at the NFL Combine as an offensive lineman. It's really an incredible story. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's, it's cool to look back on. Um, yeah, so coming out of high school, I'm, I was relatively under-recruited um, in most ways. Um, Ball State was actually my only Division one offer, and it came like two weeks before signing day. Um, I was committed to a D2 school. Um, and yeah, got there, um, was a tight end for my first three years, including a redshirt year, and was starting there too. Um, but They'd always kind of joke, hey, because I mean, I was a bigger tight end. Um, so I was like starving myself, just keep my weight down. So <laughs> the joke around the team was, was that I was going to eventually be a lineman um, every time I weighed in. And sure enough, um, that's what happened. They said they needed a tackle. Um, they felt like I was, I had the capability to make the switch for them and do it at a high level. Um, so they just approached me and yeah, just went full go with it and embraced it. And yeah, fortunate enough to be in this position right now. Did you get any like reps at tight end, maybe on a goal line package and like a surprise play at Ball State since you like you knew what you were doing, obviously? Did coach ever draw something up for you and you get in the end zone? Yeah, so actually, so we played Notre Dame actually my junior year. And the very first thing he said to me Notre Dame week was he's like, we're getting you a touchdown. <laughs> oh, my God. So he, they threw me a tackle throwback and it didn't go as well as we wanted. <laughs> and I actually got tipped up at the, the three yard line. Oh, um, still have nightmares. But then this year he gave me a redemption shot. Um, we ran the same play and I actually scored. So that was cool. 
What was your celebration? Um, well, he told me he'd kill me if I got a penalty. I was going to punt the ball <laughs> over the stands. But, you were going to uh, punt it? Yeah, that was the plan. Um, and it, yeah, I couldn't do it. So That's definitely with a all penalty. That's definitely yeah, no You're headed to the right, the no fun league. So <laughs> I guess that's a good way to get you prepared. But something else I saw. So Jack and I like doing this thing where we make fun of NFL scouts, right? Because what do they see that me and him possibly can't see? It blows my mind. Well, hold on. Let me preface it with this. They like to pick on things that we believe have just zero correlation to the actual game of football. Like they'll take the top prospects or even mid-level, low-level prospects and see great film on them and then pick the most, like his ears are too small and like point out shit. Right. But I want to focus on your one of your strengths, and I have a question about this. <laughs> okay. So obviously, we talked about you went from tight end to O lineman, but we haven't touched on is that you had to go gain around fifty to seventy pounds in order to do so. And one right. of your strengths, one of your strengths on your NFL draft profile says, put on fifty pounds to switch to O lineman, but wears it well. <laughs> so I have a question. For, honestly, I'm sure my mother's downstairs wondering as she eats like her like 40 calorie lunch. How does one wear 50 pounds well? <laughs> That's a good question. I could probably make some money if I could spell that out well for you. Um, Is it just you just have to be able to put people on their ass and not get to the quarterback and that's how you can wear it well? Like, I guess. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I try my best not to put it on sloppy when I put all that weight on. Like, you know, avoid the McDonald's weight and that sort of thing. So that could that's, be it. Um We've been looking for meal plans. If you have a meal plan, feel free to uh, let us know. Like, what's it take? Because you had to gain that weight. Ava and I, I mean. What Jack is asking, what Jack, let me interrupt. What Jack is wondering is, how do I become an NFL lineman before the quarantine ends? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we can can do that. I'm sure Sure. I still got it written out somewhere. It it was about, it was like 51 to 5,500 calories a day. What about now? You got time right now. You got all day to cook, so let's make it happen. So here's what we're going to do. When when we become a lineman and when the draft happens in, what, like three weeks now, two weeks? Yeah. I'm going to need you, Danny, to give Jack and I your Zoom meeting ID since we're assuming that's what's going to happen. And we'll come in (laughs) about 70 pounds heavier draft day and just be like, what's up? (laughs) Yeah. Danny told me what's up. I'm all about it. All right, cool. Yeah. We'll show the plan works. There we go. Danny, at the combine, you were just a speedster, four nine one forty yard dash, second fastest. Obviously, I mean, you were a tight end, so you were a skill player. What do we think? Like, is that a big? I mean, you were one of the standouts at the combine. Like, how important is that when it comes to the NFL? And why should teams like really focus on your speed and ability to get downfield as a blocker? Yeah. So for me, you know, yeah, I think you know when I switched over from tight end, my main goal um, was to keep that athleticism, um, try to keep that as advantage. So for me, I think the combine does help me a lot from that aspect, um, from what I was able to do there. Cause uh, I try to showcase in, in the way I play, I think you can see my athleticism. So, you know, just try and showcase that that's a strength for me. And that's something that, I mean, it's not just a strength that I can't use. It's something I carry over into my game. Um, so I think that certainly helped me. So would you say you like getting up field and blocking at the second level more than maybe making a hole in the trenches and, and getting dirty? 
Um, I wouldn't say I have a preference. I do like getting in the trenches. Uh, I think that's been a lot of fun. And I think you got to have that mindset. Um, <laughs> I, that almost be what I prefer, but I, I do think the strength of mine is the ability to climb to the second level and be able to finish up there. Um, so that's something I try and pride myself on as well. How fun is it as an offensive lineman to get like when you're facing off a 280 pound, 300 pound D lineman, it's like you said, it's in the trenches. It's tough. But when you see like a little squirmy safety or corner in the open field, like, is that the best feeling knowing you're just going to demolish them? Oh yeah. This guy's yeah. It's a really good feeling. Especially because I think a lot of times, you know, some guys will give it to them a little easy. Um, I like to kind of try and be a prick about it. Um, just to make him upset <laughs> and, you know, try and get him in the ground if you can. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely a good feeling. Do you, uh, you ever trash talk when they're in the ground? I do. Yep. Ooh, okay. <laughs> nice. There we go. We love trash talk on to. this podcast. Yeah. Most, of, <laughs> most of the guys we've talked to, I don't know if it's cause they're preparing for the draft. They don't want any, you know, any teams hearing that they're trash talkers or anything like that. But they, they're normally not trash talk. I think if fo- it's football. It's a physical game. It's a man's sport. Like, you need that mentality of, like, I'm bigger, I'm better, I'm faster, I'm stronger than you. So we, we want trash talkers on the pot. Definitely, yeah. No, And I'm not, like, an excessive guy, anything like that. Don't go out of my way to do it. Um, but for me, like, football is just fun. And so yeah, that's right. part of the game and having fun. And when they're doing it back, I love it. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's just the fun aspect of it. So let's, uh, let's go back to the combine. Because obviously you kill the combine four nine one at three seventy is just anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, so there's a lot we see obviously with the forty yard dash, bench press, all all that fun, the football stuff, right? Uh, but there's a lot uh-huh. we don't see. There's a lot we don't see. You're going into meetings informal, formal with probably every team around the league, and there's always some stories that come around. Were you asked or told to do anything? Where you were just like why the hell am I being told or asked to do this? This is absurd. It has nothing to do with football. Any funny stories? To be honest, I don't have much. Um, I, I got, I've gotten asked this question a lot because they definitely prep you going into it that you're going to get some crazy stuff that you can't even imagine. But I really didn't get anything crazy. Um, I'd say like the craziest question I got was they told me like, imagine my house was burning down. Um, if my family was safe, what would I go in there and save? Um, football. Which was... <laughs> I the, quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. Should have thought of that. <laughs> that would have been pretty uh, yeah, funny. That's, yeah, that's about the extent of what I got, to be honest. Wait, what did you say I your would answer kill, was? I would kill a combine interview as an offensive lineman. <laughs> what did you say your answer was? Your dog? My dog, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's part of your family. So I, outside, outside of the dog, what would you say? Well, actually, that is what he said next was he right. said if your dog was safe. So um, I told him I didn't really care um, as long as they were all good. But I told right. him probably like family pictures. Okay. So this is, you know, we're not trying to go dark here, but my, I, it's funny and it's, we'll make it funny, but I had a house fire like five years ago and we always uh-huh. play that game. You know, you always play that game. Oh, what would you grab? What would you grab? And like, thankfully, obviously my family was safe and fine and it, it just burned through a floor and we lost whatever, like some stuff that's easily replaced. And it's just like in the moment, you, you're not looking to save anything. You're just caring about your family. Like you think you would go grab that, no right? But you really just, you just end up grabbing like, you know, your family and getting out. And that's why stuff. you will not make it to the NFL. <laughs> 
I, I wouldn't, I, right. I would have taken that question way too literally. And they probably been like, man, this guy is just emotional about this. Meanwhile, uh, my that, stock that, is rising. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, I mean, that, that's kind of how I took it too. So Yeah, exactly. So Danny, uh, you took the Wonderlick test, right? Yep. How was that experience? Uh, it was pretty good. So I, I'd already taken it, um, luckily, the spring before scouts came in. So I had a little bit of uh, per, uh, experience freehand. Got it. Okay. So we believe that it is, you know, just not a determiner of future success in the league because it's a completely irrational thing to do. So we figure why not put all our NFL draft prospects through the same exact test, except the only difference is the snap. It's way better and way more accurate. Exactly. It can pretty much determine your career based off these questions. So Abe's going to kill you. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Take your time. (laughs) But um, okay, here we go. Question number one, a little bit of a pop culture math question. So there's the Kardashian family. There's the Jenner family. Obviously, everyone knows what's good with them. Uh, There's a bunch of daughters. If you were going to date all of the daughters in the Kardashian and Jenner family, so that doesn't include the mom, Chris, if you were going to date each daughter for six months at a time, how long would it take you to date all of them? Oh, God, you're killing me because I'm – I don't watch any of those shows. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, he's going to get this question right out of nowhere and be like, oh, it's such a coincidence. <laughs> so you're trying to see, okay, uh, six months each. I'll say there's four of them. So what, two years? Okay, okay close. There's five of them. So That's, you got the right math, two and a half. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Okay. Three Kardashian girls, two Jenner girls. That was That's a great way. That's, an that's a great question. way to that's a great way to get close to the answer so you can still hold your ground that you don't watch the show. <laughs> but deep down, like you gave a sufficient enough answer so it could be like considered correct. So that was definitely yeah, okay. great execution on your part. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> All right, next question. Is an avocado a fruit or a vegetable? Um, I'll go vegetable. Ooh, okay. I feel like I feel like it's a trick question. It it is an avocado. Yeah, you're catching on quick to this test. Oh yeah, it's about to get even trickier. But an avocado is a fruit. It is. It has a pit in it, which is a seed, which qualifies as a fruit. Which also, Abe, does that make a tomato okay. a fruit? Who cares? Tomatoes stink. Okay. I hate tomatoes. Okay. All right. Abe, next tomato one. is a fruit. Tomato is a fruit though. Okay. okay. But anyway, okay. another another little math question. This would have helped if you dirty bulked for your 70 pounds, but you didn't. So if you had $1 for every country that there is in the world, and then oh, you, you then use that money, how many Big Macs would you be able to buy? Just the Big Mac, not the Big Mac meal. Oh, man. Um, Geography, math, food, everything. Is. Okay. A dollar for every country. Show show your work. We all went to school. Show your work, your mental math. (laughs) Oh, I don't know that I want to throw that out there. Um, (laughs) Trust me, we've heard the whole gamut. We've heard every, I mean, we've heard it. It'll be very hard for you to give the worst answer. That's all we'll say. Okay, I'm thinking there's like roughly like 200, 300 countries. Okay, go with that first first initiative that you mentioned, because that was pretty spot on. Go with the first one. Yeah. Okay. Now so you got to price the Big, Big Mac. 
price of Big Mac, probably like <laughs> three bucks. Okay. And then divide it up. So we're Take looking at him, what, <laughs> roughly like 60 something. Okay. Solid, solid. 195 or 196 countries, $4 for a Big Mac. That's New York pricing. That's the standard New York pricing. So it's probably a little higher than so nationwide. So it's probably $1.20 everywhere else in the country. <laughs> right. So okay. around 50 Big Macs. But that's a pretty good guess. That's solid work. All right. Okay. Next question. Yeah, I'll take that. What is heavier, 1,000 pounds of bricks or 1,000 pounds of feathers? They're the same. Okay. I know that there, one. There we go. There we go. He's going to get go. rolling. Here let's comes keep the, the, let's keep the ball rolling. All right. Here we go. <laughs> So there are some months in the calendar that have 31 days. There are some months that have 30. How many of them have 28? Oh, they all do. There we go. Okay. This this one's going. This one's not a trick question. It's just, uh, do you know your your knowledge? What is longer, an NFL football or a $5 foot long? Uh... This one, a we actually long? got a football question into this. A foot long. A foot long is correct. NFL football is 11 inches. So NFL Okay. We're heating up. Inch. We're heating up. We're heating right. up. Going we're right in. Yeah, we're rolling. Moving we the chains. Here we go. You're running in a race, and you pass the guy that is in third. What place are you now in? You're in third. There we Boy. go. All right. This is, this the is where it comes to an end. <laughs> this is the stumper. I think we've had one or two people get this right. All right. Ninth place, tenth place, eleventh place, twelfth place. That word twelfth. Can you spell the word twelfth? T W E L F T H. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. That's correct. No one can ever figure out there's an F in there. Honestly, I gave Abe the test before we gave any of the prospects. He didn't get that one right. I wouldn't have gotten it right. That's very well done. Here we go. Awesome. Right on. Last question. Last question. Let's finish hot. So you got a monkey, a squirrel, and a giraffe. They're all racing to the okay. top of a coconut tree. Who will get to the banana first? There's not a banana in the coconut wow. tree. Wow. Okay. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well yeah, that's the answer. All right. That's Jack, correct. Jack, that's... run the numbers on that. Where's his career ending? Okay. So I'm seeing eight-time first-team All-Pro. Uh, Perfect. Twelve-time Pro Bowler. Any time Super Bowl champ. Okay, well done. Well any done. extras that you want to add to your career, like maybe Walter Payton, Man of the Year, we can't control that with this test. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's on, you. on you. That's on you. Okay, well, yeah, good baseline to start, though. <laughs> that is a good so, baseline. <laughs> we can only do so much over here. All right, so this Perfect. is really the part of the conversation I was most excited to get. Can I start? Because I've been dying to get something. Are we on the same page? Probably. You're a Bears fan. Yeah, that's where I was going. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we have, I'll raise the Bears fan. Right. Okay, so I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Funny okay. how that works out, right, Danny? I know. <laughs> no doubt. Right, so uh, the double doink, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was there. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not, I was there. that's not where I was going, Abe. I was going in a way. I've been waiting 20 minutes to go. Oh, there. no. So Abe and I, <laughs> when we're not talking to all-star draft prospects, we're talking just sports in general, breaking down the NFL, the NBA, et cetera. And, you know, the Bears tend to be a common theme because, you know, we're not the biggest fan of a specific quarterback at that franchise. But Well, I am. Well, we love him because no, of... No, no, I love their quarterback. Oh, oh, the new... Well, that's the conversation I want to have. 
Where do you think the Bears go from a fan, not from a prospect, because we don't want to get you in trouble with anyone. Where did the Bears go from a fan perspective, uh, you know, next season? Um, you know, I think I truly believe that it's an open competition. Um, and wow. I, I, think, I think there's still a lot of potential there for Mitch. Um, but I think, I think open competition would be a good thing. I think everyone gets better off for that. I, I tend to agree with that. There's a Super yeah. Bowl champion in the building, and you're talking about starting Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> it's open competition. We'll Nick, Foles, Nick Foles also won zero games last year, so we can't really forget about that. What about this question? Because, I mean, you know, we've asked a bunch of guys this question also. If you could get drafted by anyone, not we know you'd be excited to play for anyone. We know you've been taught the right things to say. But if you could play for anyone, like is it the Bears by far or is there a specific scheme? Is there a specific player you would love to learn from? Like when you're looking at all the teams in the league, how do you kind of picture that? Yeah, so a little bit of everything. Um, you know, if I had to take off location, uh, Chicago's closest to where I'm home from. Um, so that'd be nice, you know, be close to family. Uh, but then scheme-wise, uh, a lot of teams that run zone schemes have told me they like me, um, just athleticism. So, I mean, I, obviously I feel like I can play in whatever scheme, but uh, some people seem to think that's a better fit. And then, yeah, I mean, it'd be really cool to learn from some great players. Actually, you know, you're an Eagles fan. Um, Jason Kelsey, you know, I'm getting talked about playing center. I think that'd be a really cool guy to learn behind, um, which to me is like what I'm most excited for is just have the chance to learn from some of the best and try to improve my game that way. So. I mean, yeah, I guess that's not a really specific answer, but I guess those are the things I would look at most. Funny you brought up, Kelsey, because when we were talking earlier and we asked you, like, what do you prefer more, going upfield or staying in the trenches and, or blocking at the second level? And when you were giving your answer, the only person that came to mind is Jason Kelsey hauling ass 20 yards down the field <laughs> and clearing lanes. Yeah. So it's funny that you brought him up. Well, yeah, he's, he's super athletic. Mm-hmm. The, re- the reason I love your answer is because I don't think the scouts necessarily understand how raw of a product and project you are. Like, it's not like you weren't a beast when you were an offensive lineman for those two years, but you've also only been playing for the past couple of years at O-line. Like, what happens when you actually get to sit behind and learn from one of these all pros? I mean, that, that could catapult your career literally from six months of learning. I think that's, that's what's probably most exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I still have a ton I can learn. I mean, I feel like I'm learning something new every single day. So that, that, I feel like I have a lot of potential in that area. And then, you know, I, I, I want to learn, um, which I think plays a big factor in it. So yeah, that's definitely a factor that I'm excited for. That's awesome. See, football's cool and all, but um, I'm getting kind of bored of it. So I'm going <laughs> to flip the conversation. Uh, what do you like to do? In quarantine or chilling or... Uh, I'm big on like fishing and outdoors, that sort of thing. Um, so luckily I've still been able to fish a little bit. Um, got to quarantine yourself and do it by yourself, but yeah. Is those there are good what fishing in Chicago? That, that sounds free. You have all, you have all the, first off, Jack, it's spring. Well, Second first off, <laughs> well, time out, time out. In Chicago right now, I'm sure the weather is I, not spring. I'll bet you it's like over 60 degrees in Chicago right okay, now. Okay. How much do you want to bet? Ten bucks because I didn't check. Okay, ten dollars. Chicago. Don't look it up. He's there. He can tell us. Okay. Well, it already says on Google seventy-one. So you. Can I'm actually in Muncie. Oh, so I'll look it up. Chicago weather seventy-one. So we can double 71 that. Seventy-one degrees in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, so you can make you can make that twenty-dollar Venmo when no after we hang up. All right, but all right, but what about with the wind off the lake? Like that can't be warm. Well, so I'm actually from South Bend, Indiana, which okay. is close to Chicago, but we get the lake effect too. I mean, that's why we get hammered by snow from yeah. the lake effect. Um, so it, 
But to be honest, I mean, I, I think it's pretty warm up there right now. We got a little warm spell going, but uh, the way the way it is in the Midwest is that tomorrow it could be 30 degrees. So who knows? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Danny. Well, we appreciate the time. We're definitely rooting for you. We're excited to see, you know, how the whole draft process kind of plays out with it being virtual. I mean, there were reports this morning that teams are now concerned that their Zooms are going to get hacked by other teams. Hint, hint, maybe New England. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but could you just... I would shout- love to get into one of those Zoom meetings. Oh, my God. If someone gave me the meeting ID and they're discussing, uh, like, who should we take with our first round? I'll just be in there like, Pinter, Pinter, Pinter. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that. Sh- yeah, shout out. Danny kid can get to the second level as Paul State prospect. I really think we like him. Shout out uh, your Instagram because we got to get you love on Instagram. And uh, our audience definitely wants to follow along because... Uh, I didn't explain this before, but I'll explain now. But everyone who comes on the podcast, we said we like to welcome them to the Snapback family because we're a family and we like to support those who have uh, given us the time. So shout out your socials and we'll support you through your illustrious, I think we said like eight all pro first team, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tw- Twitter and Instagram, uh, they're both under, are all lowercase, uh, just Danny Pinner 75. Okay, there we go. You think you'll wear 75 in the league? If it was an option, I mean, I guess I'd, it's not broke, don't fix it. But um, yeah, have I'm not been, too caught up on that. Have you been wearing that since high school or just college? Well, just college because I didn't play O-line. Um, but I, I was five right before I switched over to line. So it just Ooh. added a seven on there. That's a pretty good yeah, go. Oh, wait, one last question. Yeah. You were a tight end, obviously. Yeah. Were you a... Uh, so were you more of a pass blocking tight end? Like, did you have like the offensive lineman skills at tight end or did you go out and, and catch the ball more? Uh, it was a mix. Um, okay. I was definitely more like in attached sets more than anything else. But I mean, I was out there running routes and that sort of thing too. But I'd gotcha. say blocking was definitely my strength. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I could see some touchdowns in the league in your future. And I would I'd be mind. all about it. Yeah, that would be amazing. And this and, time you this time I, you punt the damn ball. No, nah, I, I think we gotta work <laughs> on a better touchdown salvation. If you score a touchdown in the NFL, like that's the best I don't know. Abe and I will choreograph a something. Pun, a lineman punting a ball is pretty funny. That's true. Because I guess they all go to the spike right now. <laughs> yeah. Abe and I will choreograph something for you. Stay tuned. Cool. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm open to anything. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, Danny, we appreciate the time. Best of luck to you. Stay safe out there. Absolutely. Thank you. appreciate it. Thanks, Have Danny. Best of luck down the line. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to our Danny Pittner interview. That was super, super fun. Danny's a great guy. He just is. You can tell he's a football guy. He's the man. I can't wait to see who gets to pick him up. He loves that zone scheme. Are we thinking Niners? Are we thinking Ravens? I don't know. We will see. But make sure to stay tuned for more NFL Draft Series podcasts. Snapback fam, catch you in a minute.